0: Welcome once again to the Ebone Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 237th time on this Friday, June 18th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Oceans of Searching. I think it's safe to say that we've all watched or at least heard of Disney movies, right? There are several classics. Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Ratatouille, Up. The list is endless. It goes on and on. But this week, things take sort of a darker turn as we discuss Finding Nemo. Now just you wait a second. Have you ever even seen that movie? It's not dark at all. Yeah, I know. It's sad in some parts, but... Come on, it's a kid's movie, it's not Sweeney Todd. Now just hang on a second, you might be surprised. I was searching around for a topic earlier this week, and I found a theory that piqued my interest. It originated on TikTok, and it's definitely unique to say the least. In this episode, we'll cover what happens and why it matters. So here's how it goes. You know that in the beginning of Finding Nemo, there's a barracuda attack, and it kills Marlin's wife and lays claim to all of their eggs, except one, and that one is Nemo. This theory has gotten just under 19 million views on the site, so you never know. It seems like this one might be worth its salt. Let's dive in further, shall we? As this theory goes, we all know that Marlin is grieving over the death of his wife and other kids throughout the movie. That's an explicit fact. But they take it up a notch by saying that Nemo isn't real and is a figment of Marlon's imagination, a way to help him cope with the trauma of the loss of his family, even going as far to point out that Nemo in Latin means no one. It goes further to say that Dory is such a good friend to Marlon because she can't remember that Nemo isn't real due to her short-term memory loss. This, as you can expect, didn't really go over well with a lot of people on the platform, with some saying they should have just scrolled and others refusing to accept it because other fish and humans see and interact with Nemo in the movie. Well, I can see their point there, but this is a pretty stacked debate that we will need to discuss further later in this episode. There's a lot more. We haven't even scratched the surface yet. Just hang on. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Acts. Acts chapter 21, verse 19 says, After greeting them, Paul gave a detailed account of the things God had accomplished among the Gentiles through his ministry. To me, some things that stuck out about this verse and the book of Acts in general was that Paul is a huge example to me of the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. One day, he killed Christians and persecuted those who loved Jesus, and he did that for many years. He thought it was righteous, but God knew that Paul had more potential than what he was giving. At Damascus, Saul became Paul, ready to go to prison or even die for Jesus' namesake. Boy, Just imagine what the people that knew him when he was Saul were thinking when he started preaching and was willing to die for his faith. Talk about a turnaround. I think we can learn a lot from Paul because we don't have to be preachers. We don't have to be teachers. We don't have to be biblical scholars to teach people about Jesus and to spread his message out into the highways and byways. Paul did that with a smile on his face. He did it in the face of persecution. And if he can do it, we can do it too. friends. We need to have the kind of faith, the kind of courage to share Jesus that Paul had. We need to know that God is bigger and that he's still in the life-changing business, as he did for Paul, so he can do for us. Where were we on the Nemo theory? There's still a lot more to unpack here. The original creator of the theory, Angela Freitag, points out her stance that After the Barracuda attack takes place, the rest of the movie is Marlon supposedly going through the five stages of grief, which are denial, anger, bargaining, despair, and acceptance. Let's just say this is true and break them down according to the theory, one by one. First, Marlon is in denial about his son going to school because he doesn't think it's safe. Next, he moves into anger. He gets mad at Nemo for doing something that's out of his control, which is touching the boat with his fin. Next, he finds himself bargaining by dealing with Dory's forgetfulness to try and find his son. And then, he goes into despair. Marlin watches Nemo get flushed down the drain, and finally, he accepts it and lets Nemo live his life and do what he wants. Also, back to the other fish thing. You know that counter-argument that says Nemo has to be real? Well, some others on the platform have pointed out that maybe the fish in the dentist tank have gone insane from years of captivity, or that Marlon made up those other characters to support his own coping mechanism. You know, this is actually more complex than I had thought it was going to be. This is a really tough theory to figure because every time I've watched the movie, this didn't even cross my mind, but now that I'm facing the idea head on... It makes sense because Marlin was sort of a helicopter parent in a way. He wanted everything uniform and planned to the letter. Where Nemo was, what he was doing, when he could do it, who he was with. He wanted to keep Nemo as sheltered as possible because he was paranoid that one day he would lose the only thing he had left. So I'm on the fence with this one. It holds up as I'm thinking of it now, but if I was to watch the movie again, my opinion might change. What do y'all think? If you're on Twitter or Facebook, feel free to weigh in in the comments below this week's episode post. I look forward to hearing what you've got to say. And one more thing, don't just take my word for it. I'll link the original video in the description. That way you can see where the theory came from and make the conclusion yourself. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebonzone Zone on Facebook and official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week my friend, God bless you. Stay humble and remember, keep an ear